celebrating the life of Utah jazz legend, Jerry Sloan. Thing about Jerry was especially with me. No matter what happened the night before, the next day he was always like, "Good morning," you know, and he gave you a high five. And all those times Jerry was yelling at me, and I thought it was his fault. It was my fault. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan. Watson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 of The Zone, broadcasting live today from Bullfrog Spas, right out here in Bluffdale, right off the 146th South exit off 515. Just head west. You'll uh, run right into us. Uh, come on by, take advantage of their Memorial Day sale. Great time to customize a beautiful bullfrog for your very own experience. Uh, let's, uh, Gordon, let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. They make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining the show now, the great Brad Rock with us on the big show. Brad, hello. How are you? I am good, Jake. You guys doing well? Wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that really Brad Rock I'm hearing right it, now? It, it's, it's me. I've come <laughs> I, I, I've come out of hibernation. Yeah, I, it's me. Fred, <laughs> I, Fred. I've gone dark. I've gone dark for a while, but uh, you got me back in the back in the in the media again. Are you? Uh, how's life treating you, man? It's going well. Yeah, I, uh. you know my uh, my running schedule is picked up. I, I run every day. Uh, it's pretty good. I like it. Good. good. Well, there's no better person to talk to than Brad Rock about Jerry Sloan. Uh, Brad, you covered him. You covered him and his teams for so many years. I mean, as I've been trying to piece together my memories, I mean, it's a waterfall of memories. I'm sure it's that and more for you. It is, and you know how it is. It floods back, and Gordon, we've got a lot of them together when we were with yeah. Jerry and uh, and on road trips, and certainly Jake was at a lot of that stuff. But uh, yeah, there was just um, somebody asked me about the first time I met him, and it took one time. I mean, I was uh, the new beat writer. They assigned me. It was June 1990. And they had assigned me the beat writer, so I thought, well, the first thing I need to do is meet some people. So they set me up to go over to where the jazz offices were, and I went into a meeting, and there they are at a table. There's Jerry, Phil, uh, Larry Miller, Scott Layden, you know, all of the big shots, Frank Layden, and and, uh, they brought me and introduced them, and and Jerry uh, was just like Jerry's been ever since. And, you know, it took one introduction, and he called me by name after that. Yeah, I didn't have to keep telling him who I was. Uh, but I was impressed for the first time I met him. You know, it, my interactions with him, Brad, I, I, he was always he, he was always so understanding that people had a job to do, and I think that that translated to his coaching too, because he expected you to to do your job. But it, it was funny at the beginning of my career. I'm sure you both will remember this. I mean, I had long hair and I wore hemp necklaces, and I was not, you know. <laughs> 
was, I respect uh, that. I respect that. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. I, I was not somebody that Jerry necessarily identified with. Let me let me put it that way. And and he was he was amazing. He always answered my questions. He always treated me uh, unbelievably well. If I asked a good question, he would give a good answer. And I. I always appreciated the fact that he understood that that we all had a role to play, and he respected that about us, too. I always loved that. That, that is really well said. And, you know, uh, when I was the B writer, I would ride on the team bus. Not that I had to, not that I necessarily, I even felt a little uncomfortable, but, but they wanted the beat writers on the team bus, and I was afraid I'd, you know, miss a story if I wasn't. And so you would ride with the team from the hotel to the arena if you wanted to, and, and, and Jerry basically told the players, you know, conduct yourselves um, so that, you know, if there's a reporter there, you're not going to be embarrassed. He, he, was, he was okay with us, uh, us being there on the team bus, and, and, uh, and he was a, such a straight-up guy, he wasn't going to try to keep a lot of secrets uh, from everybody. Yeah, you said it right, Brad. Straight up is a great way to say it. And, and I remember one time, and I've told Jake this story before, but uh, maybe I've told you, Brad. But uh, one time, I know this is going to shock you, but one time I wrote something that uh, Jerry disagreed with. Uh-huh. And uh, we were doing one of those big group interviews. And uh, when the interview in- ended, he turned to me and he said, I need to talk with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. we, went o- we went over in the corner of a gym and he asked me to explain myself and I explained my position on what I had written yeah. and, then, and then he told me why he disagreed and he explained his side of it and when we got done we shook hands and we walked away and my respect for him was greater than it had ever been yeah. you know how often yeah. do you see guys like that no, that would that would be Jerry, and uh, I didn't have that experience with him. I do remember one time I wrote a column on Bobby Knight, and Jerry's son had played for Bobby Knight, and I walked into the uh, I walked into the arena that night for the Jazz game, and Jerry says, "Brad, I said what?" He says, "My son's looking for you." I said, "Why?" He said, "He played for Bobby. He he wants he wants a piece of you." I laughed, and Jerry just. <laughs> Smiled and shook his head and walked away. But uh, I, I assume Jerry didn't agree with the column either. But uh, it was a similar experience. Brad Rock with us on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Brad, why do you think Jerry, John, and Carl were were such a successful trio? Well, that, Jerry got their respect right away. I think I thought, those were just guys that, you know, I, I think they uh, they really weren't about themselves, and they they, they really believed uh, what Jerry was telling them. And if you talk to them, and if you talk to Mailman and John today, Jerry Jerry treated them like men. I mean, Jerry he might have yelled at them, but he treated them like men. He didn't treat them like little kids. He didn't treat them like they worked for him. He treated them like they were, you know. Uh, on the same job as him, and that, that, that they went to it together. And so, so it lasted forever. And then the, the other thing is, you know, none of them had real aspirations. Uh, you know, Jerry came from McLeansboro, Illinois. Mailman from Summerfield, Louisiana. John from Spokane. Uh, I, I don't think playing in New York or, or coaching in New York was, was that big a deal, and they were, uh, they were all on the same page with that. We know Jerry was tough. We know he had a tender side as well, Brad. But 
address, will you please, uh, his acumen? Because I think from a basketball standpoint, he was a lot he – was, he was much smarter than he allowed himself to seem. Yeah, yeah, he always played that like, oh, people are smarter than me. Um, but all you got to do is look at his record. And and guys would say when you when you, when you went to play against Jerry, you were going to play a team that had been coached, and uh, you know they had been coached very well. And I think we knew that from going to practices uh, through the years when they would let us do that. So, yeah, I don't think uh, you know I, Jerry. What what he did to me is he was phenomenal at getting what he could out of out of what he had you know i look back on that and i looked at those you know we watched those shows the last dance and i looked at the talent that the jazz had and other than the big three i look at that and say you know what there wasn't enormous talent on that team there wasn't great depth on that team uh but jerry got him to the nba finals twice and i i think that you know that really speaks to what jerry was able to do I still don't know how he didn't get coach of the year for that 42 win season with, uh, yeah. you know, a, a team starring Keon Clark. I mean, uh, that, that's truly <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't remember what, how many years was Larry Bird the coach and he wanted, he wanted, uh, you know, he was a coach three years or something. Uh, he wanted it, it. That will never, that will never resonate with me that Jerry didn't win coach of the year. You know, it's interesting because I'm not very good at math, but uh, I think I counted correctly that like seven or eight times Jerry was NBA coach of the month, but never <laughs> never coach of the year. And I don't know whether that really bothered him all that much, but I do remember one thing that did bother him, Brad, mm-hmm. and maybe you remember this as well. Remember when he was uh, an assistant coach on the Olympic team? And mm-hmm. he, he had followed the pattern that had been set. I think, was it Lenny Wilkins who was the head coach that, that yeah, year when he was so. assistant? And so he thought he was in line to be the head coach the following uh, Olympics, and, and it didn't work out that way. And I remember having a heartfelt conversation with Jerry about that, and he said, you know, that really did hurt me. He said, I'd like to know, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And he, yeah. the point was he did nothing wrong. And for and for Jerry, that would matter. I mean, being yeah. coach of the uh, the team and representing the country, uh, some guys it's a nuisance. You know, uh, it's it's a, it's a, uh, a few weeks where they could be on vacation. But I don't think Jerry looked at it that way. But yeah, he was a genuine he was a genuine guy with with real feelings. I mean, uh, you know, I remember once uh, Gordon. Uh, when when Bobby died, I think it was when his wife passed away, and you know I wrote him a sympathy card and I and I sent it to him. Didn't think he'd even get the thing. And the next time I went to cover a game, uh, you know where we're all you know we're all gathered around him, and there's this scrum around Jerry before the game. He looks out across the heads and he sees me, and he goes. Thank you, Brad. And everybody's like, what's that? And then he just conducted the interview. And then after uh, everybody left, he, he hung around. He kind of stayed there. And then he pulled me aside and he said, Brad, I really want to thank you for that card. And I thought, that's Jerry. I mean, he didn't have to acknowledge that. I thought it was interesting that, that twice he thanked me for sending him a, a, sympathy, a sympathy card. So uh, I think that was the real Jerry. He was, he was a sincere person. Mm. Well, Brad, we can't thank you enough for jumping on the show today. Thank you very much. 
Hey, guys, it's good to hear you, hear you from afar. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Brad, you take care of yourself. Stay healthy. And I don't think we need to worry about that. He's, see, Jake, Brad, when Brad was covering the Jazz and when he was covering whatever assignment he had, you know, the other media members would be stumbling out of the, the hotel at like uh, 11 a.m. or something, and Brad had already run 10, 15 miles around the city here. And so. I, I'm not going to tell you how slow that was, Gordon. I can't. I can't really describe how slow that was. But let's let's let the myth continue. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Brad. Good, Stay well. Good to hear from. Okay, guys. The great Brad Rock with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I, I mean, like that just, story. Uh, I like that story Brad, that Brad told about uh, about Jerry acknowledging his uh, extension of sympathy. Because that, that really is who Jerry Sloan was. Uh, he, that kind of personable, that kind of attention to detail. Uh, I, I know a lot of coaches that that would have just flown right over their heads and they wouldn't even have taken the time to, to even – you know, read it, let alone uh, thank anybody for it afterward. You know, when she passed is right when I started uh, with the zone. That was right at the beginning of, of my career. And that that really had an impact on, on Jerry Sloan to the point where there were a couple of times in the following years where he broke down in tears when he yeah. had a, at a uh, when he was had a memory of Bobby. And uh, it's. You know, he's such a tough guy, but that event, and how could it not, by the way, but that event had such a big-time impact on on him. That was uh, that was uh, impactful on me watching him go through that. Well, Jerry was blessed with uh, two great wives, uh, Bobby, who did pass away after, I think, 41 years of marriage, something like that, and then Tammy uh, afterward, just uh, uh, terrific, terrific women. Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, we actually have an open segment, so I'm uh, I, I want to get your thoughts and maybe some memories from uh, from you, Gordon, uh, about Jerry Sloan at three o'clock. Steve Klauke is going to be on the show. Chris Morris at three thirty. Howard Beck at four. Steve Brown at four thirty. Craig Bowler Jack at five, and Randy Rigby at five thirty. I'm live at Bullfrog Spas here in Bluffdale. Come on down, see me. 146 South. Uh, right off of I-15, just head west, you'll uh, run right into us. It's their Memorial Day sale, a great time to get a bullfrog spa. Come down and check out what they've got. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Celebrating the life of Utah jazz legend, Jerry Sloan. He was just one of those, uh, how do I put it, he was a hard-nosed guy. He was one of those guys that if you didn't understand him, you would think he just hated you. But he was actually trying to push you to get the best out of you at all times. And, you know, that's one thing me and Jerry got along with was I didn't mind him pushing me. That was part of our thing. You know, I was the big dog. and My thing was to protect the yard. And he was the leader of the yard. So, uh, obviously, I got to protect him. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan. 